Are you new to coaching? Starting out as a coach can be incredibly overwhelming, especially when you aren't given much direction from your administration. That's why I created the new coaches playbook. It includes a roadmap to help you start building your coaching foundation and a guide to seven podcast episodes in order that will give you the steps and ideas you need to build relationships, define your role, communicate with your admin, and make a plan to start coaching. Coach, what's your instructional coaching personality type? Have you ever wondered what superpowers make you a really strong coach? and what areas you can strengthen with just a little bit of direction? Well, now you can find out. I created the What's Your Instructional Coaching Personality Type Quiz to help you answer this very question. Just head to buzzingwithmissb.com slash quiz with a capital Q to take the two-minute quiz and get your coaching personality type sent right to your inbox. Even better, you'll get a playlist of podcast episodes handpicked just for you to help you hone your superpowers and strengthen your areas of growth. I'm so excited to share this quiz with you, so don't wait to take it. Go to buzzingwithmissb.com slash quiz with a capital Q and learn so much about your coaching style. We did have some technical issues while recording this episode just due to the fact that our guest is overseas. So I didn't want to lose the episode. There's so much good information in here, but I do want you to be aware that there are a few gaps just because of the nature of recording via Zoom whenever you have a long distance call. Well, longer than long distance. (laughs) Anybody who's been around long enough to remember long distance remembers exactly how expensive that was. Um, and how ridiculous it is that now we don't even pay extra for it. It's crazy. Anyway, this episode is all about using a coaching menu. And I wanted to share it because coaching menus are a great way to introduce to your teachers a little bit about what your role is, what you're there to do, and what supports you can provide in the classroom to support them. It's a great way to introduce your role to teachers who are unfamiliar with what coaches do, or if you're trying to reframe your role on the campus. So for example, if in the past you have had more of an administrative role and you're really trying to move into getting into classrooms, you can make sure that you include responsibilities on there and supports that include things like co-teaching, modeling lessons, um, providing observational feedback, that kind of thing, to show that your intent is to get into classrooms rather than spending all of your time in PLCs, professional development, and other administrative type things. Coaching menus are a great tool to frame your whole coaching year with teachers. And so I really want you to listen into this episode and just kind of listen through those few episodes or moments of technical difficulty that we had to ensure that you get the message that our guest is sharing. So listen in. You're listening to Buzzing with Miss B, the coaching podcast, where we believe that every teacher deserves a coach and every coach does too. I'm Chrissy Beltran, an instructional coach, resource creator, and coffee enthusiast. And I'm your host. Stay tuned for practical tips and honest coaching talk that will help you coach with confidence. Hey coaches, this whole month we are back to school. 
and I planned a really careful series of episodes to help you get things set as a coach. Episode 114 was a solo episode in which I shared with you my first 20 days of school. These 20 days are instrumental in setting a foundation for you as a coach. Then we talked to Becca Silver in episode 115 about transformational coaching so we can think about using this process with teachers this year. In episode 116, I talked to the authors of EduCoach Survival Guide about how to establish a strong principal coach agreement. And now we're getting into the nitty gritty and figuring out which supports you want to offer your teachers and how you can share those with them effectively using a coaching menu. I'm super excited to share this episode with you today because so many people have asked me about how to use a menu with teachers. So here we go. My guest today is Ramey Royo. Welcome, Ramey. Well, hello. Hi, thank you for having me here. I'm so glad to have you here because I'm excited to hear about how Coach in the Field is using coaching menus. Um, Could you introduce yourself to our listeners first and maybe talk a little bit about who you are, how you ended up here, and what kind of work you focus on? Of course. My name is Rami Royo. I uh, live in the Dominican Republic. I am uh, an instructional coach in a private school in Santo Domingo. And and I've been a coach for eight years and always looking for new ways and new ideas to help teachers um, as an ex-teacher myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like the, the best way to help them is to work with them where they're at um, and to give them the opportunity to have the things on them. So that's kind of where I am at at this moment. Great. So what does your coaching work look like? Like what kinds of coaching do you offer teachers? Okay. So my coaching is basically, I focus on the academic teachers in their planning um, and their assessment of the students. So I help them with anything that has to do with differentiation with creating activities that are aligned with our curriculum. Um, We have a very alternative um, methodology in our school. So most of the teachers from the first day when they start working with us, they need training. Um, So it's basically helping them, guiding them along the way as they work with the students on how to implement the different um, aspects of our philosophy. What is your philosophy, if you don't mind? A little bit of a hybrid different philosophy. So it's um, um, common core per se. We created our own curriculum based on um, aspects of other curriculum that align with our way of, it was based originally on whole language. Uh, This was more than 20 years ago when the school started. Um, so we have a very alternative style. We work a lot with projects. We work with performance assessment. Um, we're constantly uh, perform- creating opportunities for the students to, to reflect, um, for the teachers to reflect as well. So it's kind of like a learning environment in general. There's no differentiation between how we expect the students to learn and how we expect the teachers to learn. Um, so our way of assessing is through conferencing, through checking for understanding, through, we don't have exams. So it's very different, let's say. And we've created our own curriculum based on other curriculum that have some aspects that we believe in that are hands-on. 
So what are your main challenges that you have in working with teachers? I feel like time is always a problem. <laughs> There's never enough time to do everything we want to do. Um, uh, there's always the challenge of differentiating. We have teachers many, many years and we have other teachers who are just beginning. So there's always that, um, the needs of the different teachers that I work with um, create a challenge for me in the sense that I need to think about how I can help them all where, where they're at and not leave them. It's kind of like with the students, I guess, uh, not leave them needing more. Mm -hmm. um, like meeting them where they're at. So there's a lot of challenges that I face uh, try, um, so that they don't feel like I'm prioritizing someone and not basically helping all of them. Mm -hmm. Those are my biggest challenges, I guess. Okay, so when I put a call out about coaches who have found success in using a coaching menu, you responded right away. So can you tell me about why you decided to use a menu with your teachers? Yeah, last year when the whole pandemic thing began, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I was looking for a way of helping teachers that was not necessarily, since coaching is a new thing in our school, um, and we're kind of like growing and learning uh, back in the day when I started coaching, there wasn't a lot of information out there that we could use as a guide. So we're kind of like learning how to be coaches. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I was feeling was that I wasn't reaching the teachers and that I didn't feel that the teachers felt an impact from my approach to coaching, helping them grow. Um, so I was looking for options. And with COVID, with the whole pandemic, and all the challenges that brought, I saw a need for flexibility. I saw a need for creativity. And looking through, I think it was Pinterest, um, I found you. <laughs> and I started down that rabbit hole looking for your website and um, all of the resources that I saw. And the menu was the thing that grab me because we do use uh, choice boards with the students. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah. You know, basically it's the same idea. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is fascinating. This is exactly what I need because I'm not imposing something on the teachers, even though we have her or to focus on. Um, I wanted to find a way to make it more about what they needed, not just what I was going to tell them to do. So that's how I, I found your menus and I was hooked. <laughs> I love that because you mentioned that your school is about using the same, you know, approach to learning with kids as with adults. So you're reflecting the choice boards that you use with students with that menu that you're using with teachers and it's a similar idea. Yeah. And the teachers, the teachers understood it right away. The minute oh, I, I showed it to them, they knew exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, that makes sense because they had, they've used it with kids. That's, that's, it's like a comfortable approach to them. So how yeah, did you I also feel about... like when teachers, sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Continue. Please tell me what you're going to say. I feel like when teachers experience what their students experience, 
their whole approach changes because they can see what their students' challenges are. That is such a good point. Teachers might say, oh, now I can, I can support my kids better in using choice boards. I know how to instruct in it better. I know what kinds of options I can use, you know, to, to create more choices or to make, maybe make choices reflect students better. That makes a lot of sense. They've gone through that experience. So how did you figure out which kinds of supports you wanted to offer to teachers? Did you have teacher input or admin input, or did you figure it out on your own? What did that look like? Well, as, as a, we're a very small school, so our admin is very uh, close. We work close mm-hmm. together, very close together. So there's always that brainstorming and looking for ideas. And having been in the same school for a very long time and having been part of the administration for quite a while, I feel like I have a very good grip on what it is that we need teachers to work with um, and to focus on. Um, and also the conversation, the areas where they feel uh, they need more help or the areas where they feel that they're really confused or things that they feel they might not be able to do as well as others. So kind of like doing a bit of an inventory of all those things. Um, I focused my first coaching menu and since this, this was, this is an experimental thing still for me. Um, so I'm going little by little. Um, I focused on the main things that teachers were either uh, mentioning or that as, an, as a school, we needed to focus on something, for example, like assessment, that is always necessary. And I feel like teachers, having known these teachers for some time, teachers re- always need help <laughs> with assessment. Um, because it keeps changing and students are always different and their needs are always different. So I included some of the things that are in your coaching menu, but because of our needs, which are different, um, um, I changed some of the options. I even did a option for the teachers to sit there. Can you say that last part again? It cut out. You even included what? Oh, I included a free choice. So the the teachers who might feel like they're beyond those other categories or who do have an interest in in another topic, which is something we also encourage with the students, Mm -hmm. having them work on their own projects or having them work in their own research. Um, So I feel like I'm, as the saying goes, I'm killing two birds with one stone. Um, by letting the teachers know that they can have other projects and they can go that extra mile. It doesn't have to fit into that little box. So yeah. I like that. Yeah. So can you describe mm-hmm. your menu to us? I mean, now I, know, I already know it has a free space on there, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, there's um, six categories. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one for differentiation and the teachers have in each one of them, there's an area for comments where the teachers can specify what it is that they need uh, specifically in that subject. So there's one for differentiation. There's another one for co-planning and co-teaching. Um, there's another one for classroom visits, uh, which I already do anyways. There's another one for resources and gathering data. Mm-hmm. Resources is one and gathering data is another. Okay. So kind of helping the teachers with um, checking what the students are doing and how to analyze their work, 
um, finding resources to help the different um, topics that they work with or finding resources for um, a particular student that might be presenting um, challenges in the classroom, creating those resources with them. So it's basically, and the free choice. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So how do you introduce this tool to teachers so they know, you know what the intent is and how to use it? I do it individually um, because I feel like it's easier for them to open up. Mm-hmm. Um, last year during the pandemic year, I did try a virtual uh, approach with the coaching menu, but time was not on my side. <laughs> so I did introduce it as a group and um, I feel like teachers kind of like, well, human beings uh, are not that eager to share when it's a large group. Mm-hmm. So I decided this year to do it on separate meetings and to discuss with teachers. And again, they're familiar with choice boards. So they felt it was pretty much like a choice board. Um, and they were very clear on what their needs were. It was interesting. I think it's a very interesting tool also to see um, the group of teachers that I work with to see where they're at. So I would love if you could share a story about using this menu in a successful way. Like, has it made a positive impact or, you know, a story that you can tell us about a time that you used it and it went well? I would have to say, surprisingly, it's been pretty successful in every single teacher's case. Um, I have a teacher particularly who has been there the longest. I think this is her 12th year in the school. And she is the kind of person that you have to like, kind of like push to get, you know, the information out. Um, Some teachers are a little shy about telling you what's going on. Um, And the way she opened up, um, the feedback that she gave about how the menu and the help and the follow-up to the choice that she made, um, what she picked from the menu, uh, it came from her. And, and she saw an improvement in the particular students that she was concerned about. So I feel like that was um, a success story for her because she was able to help these students. It's a success story for the students. <laughs> yes. and, and it was very satisfying to hear this from her. But in general, I would have to say, um, I see a better response from the teacher. Mm. Um, more, they're more open to share their challenges. And, and having been a teacher, I know it's hard. You don't wanna talk about what's, what's not working or you don't wanna, especially because someone in a coaching position, um, you might feel like if you tell them that you might get in trouble, especially with those who are new to the school and they still don't know uh, our dynamic. But I feel like in general, they feel more open to the conversation. They feel like they're talking to somebody who who is listening to them, not imposing things, but helping basically. So yeah. I like that. I really like what you said about, especially new teachers, teachers new to the school that don't have an idea of your dynamic because if teachers haven't worked with a coach before, if they haven't done that kind of work before, it can be very intimidating and they don't always know what it is that you're there to do. Exactly, exactly. And I went through that experience. I went from having a, a very demanding um, boss mm-hmm. to working in a school where the environment was a lot um, more open and you were welcome to share your experiences without 
the feeling of, um, or the threat, let's say, of negative consequences. So I, I want to create that experience for the teachers, you know, like I'm here to help, I'm not here to uh, tattle <laughs> or, or to get them in trouble at all. Um, and, and I also put myself in the shoes whenever it's necessary or possible to go into the classrooms and be part of their um, teaching experience as well. Yeah, I love that. You're trying to create that climate of support and teacher direction. And this is a really great way to do it. That's great. Yeah. So, so, so you've talked a little bit about some of the positive outcomes that you've seen since you started using the coaching menu with teachers. Is there anything that you want to add to that? Anything else that you've seen that has been um, especially successful? I feel like I'm still, we're still working. Like I've shared this um coaching menu with my my bosses and um, they're also involved in coaching and the headmaster of our school the headmistress of our school um, she is also coaching um, a group of teachers and she is implementing uh, a, a coaching uh, menu style and we're working with another uh approach to coaching, um, which is more in the classroom instead of the separate meeting after the observation and all that. Um, and we're using a coaching menu for that purpose as well. So I feel like what still needs to happen with the coaching menu is finding the pattern, the coaching cycle. Um, in my case, personally, uh, my first coaching cycle lasted three months. And I'm still not sure if that was the right amount. Um, if I want to create maybe smaller coaching menus that might have um, a less of a time frame, and so I can get the teachers moving through more um, through more aspects of the teaching experience that they need help with, instead of focusing so long on one particular aspect. So I, I don't. I still. I'm still exploring it. So I think it's too soon for me to tell whether um, I would make changes or not. I do like that you're reflecting on that, though. Um, one thing that you might consider is those micro coaching cycles that are focused on really fine things, like small things. If you're feeling like teachers are trying to take on a big, a huge coaching yeah. cycle with like big topics and a big change, that might be one way to kind of address that. Yeah, I have one teacher who is new this year and she is new to the philosophy and she's new to the school. Um, and she, with her particularly, I am working on micro coaching. Um, and actually I didn't introduce the coaching menu to her until this trimester, the second trimester, because the first trimester was a lot of learning everything and it was too overwhelming for her. So now that she's more with the way that work, the vocabulary, <laughs> the experiences she's been through on report card uh, conference with families. So she knows a little bit more about how we work with the kids and with the families. She is now beginning her coaching menu. And so, for example, for her, I'm using the coaching menu that I used with the other teachers last trimester. And then the other teachers are moving on to this in the classroom coaching menu. So there's a lot going on. <laughs> 
I like that you're differentiating though, because that you're, you're modeling for one, what differentiation looks like, and you're being respectful of teachers and their needs by giving them the support that they need at the time that they need it. So I really love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really satisfying. I have to say very much. Well, that's great. So how could people learn more about this? What would be helpful to them if they were trying to learn more about implementing a coaching menu? I think definitely more, more articles on it, maybe PD. Um, I think there, I, I feel like there is a science behind a coaching menu. That's something that could go wrong if it's not done right. Uh, it could be an overwhelming experience. So helping teachers um, maybe through, I don't know, tutorials or um, I know you have it on Teachers Pay Teachers, uh, creating guides for the teachers, um, but definitely hands-on experiences where teachers can explore how to make their own coaching menus or how to go about using them during coaching cycles. I think that would work because it's a, it's a learning experience. And, and for new coaches especially, I think it would be a great tool but it is something that needs to be navigated carefully so that it doesn't become more work. <laughs> That's true. You have to be really thoughtful about what you put on there because whatever is on there, you have to be ready to do. <laughs> exactly. And it's a lot of work and it's, it's not something that um, has to be taken lightly because mm -hmm. again, the teachers are asking for this help and, and being given that opportunity them really uh, feel like they're appreciated. That's what I feel. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experience with this with us today. I really appreciate this. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. All right, coach. I was so thankful to Ramey for sharing her experience with using a coaching menu, because I know that it's an easy way to get started and to introduce what you can do for teachers, as long as you're thoughtful about what you put on that menu and about the way that you share it with your teachers. So she gave us some ideas about different things that she included. I love the way she minimized it and made it essential for what her teachers really needed to focus on instead of just throwing everything on there. I actually have that free coaching download for you that you can grab at buzzingwithmissb.com slash episode 117. That's where you can grab the coaching menu that Ramey found on Pinterest <laughs> last year. So a couple other episodes that might be helpful to you as you're thinking about this. Episode 68 is about providing different levels of support to create access points for all teachers. And in this episode, I describe how you figure out what kinds of support you want to offer so you can build your menu with those supports. Episode 80 is actually a coaching call in which I talk to the coach in the field about getting in the door with a defined role. And if you're having issues in that area, I definitely recommend you check that out. A resource that could be really helpful to you right now is if you go to my TPT store, teacherspayteachers.com, and you search for Chrissy Beltran or Buzzing with Miss B, either one will pop up, and you find my first 20 days uh, resource for instructional coaches. That will walk you through what to focus on the first 20 days of school so that you can build a solid coaching foundation for the rest of the year. Next week, in episode 118, we're going to start a month of focusing on the roles of a coach. In each episode, I'm going to dig into what coaches do so you can set your framework for the year and figure out how to address some of those responsibilities that coaches have. Until then, happy coaching. Thank you for listening to Buzzing with Miss B, the coaching podcast. 
Want more coaching ideas? Check me out at buzzingwithmissb.com and on Instagram at buzzingwithmissb. If you love the show, share it with a coach who would love it too, or leave me a review on iTunes. It's free and it helps others find this show. Happy coaching. Happy coaching.